Hi, I'm Christina May, the online pastor at World Harvest Church in Enid, Oklahoma. You're about to hear a spirit-filled message from our pastor. So grab your Bible, and if you're a coffee lover like me, grab a cup of coffee and get ready for a personal word that God has for you today. Well, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the Word of God. I'm excited today for one of my favorite preachers to be bringing the gospel message to you. Would you please help me welcome the stage today, the incredible Pastor Tammy Mendenhall, the first lady of the house, my beautiful bride today. Get ready. It is going to be good. Thank you, babe. Love you. Mm. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I have to have a little moment. <laughs> Happy Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you'll have time throughout the next uh, next day to enjoy your families and, and remember those that have made a significant impact in your life. And uh, I don't know about y'all, but I am... Uh, I am so thankful for the people that God has surrounded me with and the people that have come behind me, you know, that have been in my past. And I think sometimes we don't stop and remember those. And so just take a minute to, uh, throughout today and tomorrow to remember uh, those that, you know, that we love and that have, have gone on, you know, like your mamas, your grandmamas and your grandpas. And because uh, that's what Memorial Day is all about. And so, all right, are we ready to get into the word this morning? Yeah, let's, let's get into the word this morning. Um, today, my sermon title, uh, pastor's been teaching on looking forward to the new normal, looking forward to getting to normal, because it's not behind us. We're looking forward to get back to normal. We're looking forward to what God has for us ahead of us. And so this morning, my subtitle is this. Life interrupted, life interrupted. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you and we praise you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's your word that changes us from the inside out, God. Father, we thank you that, that this is truly the day that you have made and we're gonna rejoice and be glad in it. And we are gonna lean in to receive everything that you have for us in this season Father, this morning we do receive our daily bread. We receive your word into our life. We receive a now word. And God, I thank you, you're able to take this one word and divide it among every hearing ear that is here. Holy Spirit, you know exactly what each person came in with, what they arose with, the troubles that have been laying up on them, God, this season that they find themselves walking through. And so Holy Spirit, just minister to every heart that is here in Jesus' name. And everybody that agreed with that said, Amen. Life interrupted. How many of you feel like your life has been interrupted over the last six, seven weeks? Yeah, we've had. And, and honestly, it's been interrupted in some of the oddest ways, right? I mean, there's just some odd things that have interrupted our life. And before I understood the toilet paper supply interruption, I had gone to Dollar General to grab a few things and I walk in and the lady at the desk, the, the front cashier says, hey, just so you know, we have a two packages of toilet paper at the back. I'm like, okay, thank you for the information. I thought, you know, what, what did my face look like? Did I look like I needed toilet paper that day? I didn't know what the deal was with this knowledge and so, I get my stuff and I go to the cash register and check out and she notices that I did not grab one of the toilet paper packages. 
And she said, you sure you don't need any toilet paper? And I'm like, I'm good, thanks. You know, I've got two mega rolls left at the house. I think I'll, I'll be okay for a couple of days. And she just went, hmm. In that moment, I thought, I feel so judged for not buying toilet paper right now. I'm like, what is the issue? I mean, why, why do I look like I need toilet paper today? And I just thought it was such an odd moment. And I leave and only to discover within the next few days that there is a toilet paper or was a toilet paper supply interruption, the supply in the demand. And before things got too treacherous at the Mendenhall household, somebody did show up from our church with manna from heaven, <laughs> a big package of toilet paper, thank God. But life has been interrupted in some pretty weird ways, right? You know, maybe for you here this morning, it's been a little bit deeper than that, a little bit more uh, heartfelt than that. Maybe you've lost your job through this time. Maybe there's been an interruption in your finances. And maybe for some of you here today, maybe you've received a doctor's report in this season that we're walking in and it has interrupted your life as you have known it. Life has a way of throwing at us some curveballs, some things that we didn't see coming and they can hit us out of nowhere. And it sets you back in a way that you're wondering, God, how is this thing gonna turn out? You may have entered into this year, 2020, the year of clear vision. How many of you heard that? The year of clear vision. And we were full of expectation. Okay, God, we see you're gonna do some amazing things and you begin to allow yourself to see it. And maybe you structured out a plan and, and had your projections set for 2020. And here we are five months into 2020 and it looks a little bit different than maybe what we thought we would see coming. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I seen somebody post on Facebook that it was kind of a funny, it said, dear God, please re-download 2020. This one has a virus. Anybody seen that one? Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> In Proverbs 16 at nine in the Passion Translation, it says this, the Passion Translation. It says, within your heart, you can make your plans for your future, but the Lord chooses the steps that you take to get there. Sounds like we get to learn to live a life that's okay when our plans get interrupted because ultimately he is the one that directs our every step Say this with me. Say, he directs my steps. Bob Goff said this. He said, living a life of loving people the way that Jesus did means living a life of constant interruptions. You know, whenever, I, uh, whenever we entered into 2020, there was this mandate before we even approached, I think it was like in November, this mandate that really hit our heart and it was taking a real Jesus to a real, wor wor real world. <laughs> Listen, that simply means living a life that's willing to be interrupted. The Bible is full of interrupted moments. Living a life that has been interrupted. Jesus understood this. In a crowd, there was a woman that had an issue of blood and she pressed in and interrupted Jesus in that moment. God interrupted Jonah 
Jonah had his plans and the way he wanted to do things, but God interrupted Jonah's plan and said, hey, I need you to go to Nineveh. There is a story in the word of a man that was uh, beaten and left for dead on the side of the road. And there was a Levite that passed by, said, no, I don't have time to be interrupted with that trouble. I don't have time. And he kept walking by. And then there was a priest that passed by. He didn't have time for his life to be interrupted in that moment. He's like, I've got places to go, people to see, things to do. Anybody relate? Didn't get interrupted in that moment, but then the good Samaritan. Come on, we all know that story. The good Samaritan sees this man and he allows his life to be interrupted in that moment. The word interrupted in the dictionary means this, to cause a break or a discontinuance. Anybody have had some things in your life that you've just kind of had a break from? (laughs) I don't know about y'all, I've had a Starbucks break. (laughs) Thank God it has resumed again, a Starbucks addiction. Now we don't wanna say addiction, right? A Starbucks habit, okay? That's been interrupted. And then there's things that through this time, There's even things that have shut down. They've been discontinued. They won't even open back up. Life has been interrupted. There's two ways that we can look at interruptions or delays, diversions, or the break or discontinuances that that happen in our life. And the one way we can look at them is like a thief, that it's come to steal something from us. Or we can look at them as a divinely ordered construction zone that God can use. See, I don't know if you guys are like me or not. I try to avoid construction zones. Anybody with me? Like if I see that there's gonna be a construction zone, I'm like, okay, I need to remap, reroute, do something. I don't like the delay. I don't like the diversion. I've got things to do. I don't, you know, they've been doing this uh, the bridge on Van Buren and sometimes I forget about it and I'm in a hurry and sure enough, it's this slow moving traffic on Van, anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm thankful though that they're fixing the bridge, right? I mean, it's gonna be fantastic, but you know, the older I've gotten, I've realized I don't like interruptions, (laughs) right? I don't like delays, I don't like inconveniences, but God seems to use those. He uses the delays, the interruptions to my schedule, the pothole infested, gravel covered construction zones for my character construction. Because it's in that character construction, it's in those moments that some rough edges are knocked off our personalities. I call them the get over yourself moments of life. Anybody had a few of those? (laughs) Or it's not all about me moments. It's kind of a revelation sometimes when we realize this is not just all about me. Turn to the person next to you and say, excuse my mess, I'm under construction. I'm a little bit messy, excuse my, I'm under construction, so. I think many times when inconveniences crop up or, or delays, we think wrong place, 
wrong time. I better change course of action. But it might be that you're exactly where God wants you to be. And if you and I would just take off the do not disturb sign from off of our life and begin to make ourselves available to God, we might be surprised at what God can do in those life interrupted moments. And so this morning, I just wanna take a quick look at three thoughts on living a life that's interrupted. Y'all ready to get into this? <laughs> My first thought is this, that we better bend so we don't break. We gotta bend so we don't break. In Psalms 92, 12, in the New King James, it says, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. So how does a palm tree flourish? I Googled it. So today I have a PhD in Google knowledge of the palm tree. <laughs> come on, how many of you have your bachelor's in Google? You know, it's like, come on, yeah, we, got, we know some stuff. We know enough to hurt ourselves, I guess. But, but I discovered that the palm tree is built to last tropical storms. It's built to last hurricane force winds. And the trunk of the tree can actually bend almost all the way down to the ground and the roots remain intact and the tree will not break because the tree is flexible. So when the Psalm says flourish like the palm tree, you and I were meant to bend and not break to remain flexible, say I'm flexible, to remain flexible in life's interruptions. Come on, is anybody flexible in here? Yeah, we're flexible. Or at least we're confessing that we are flexible. You know, when my grandbabies were little and they would be sitting in their car seats, it's just amazing how limber they are, right, babies? And, you know, they can take their foot and put it in their mouth. And, you know, you're like, how to be limber like that again? You know, I don't know why I would ever want to put my foot in my mouth, but, you know, just that lot. Or, you know, their, their foot can go up by their head. And it's just like, wow, they are so... But the older that we get, have you noticed the less flexible we become? We get a little bit more stiff. We have stiff joints and stiff muscles. And if we're not careful, we can get less flexible in our life. This happens to us involuntarily as we grow older, we begin to be less flexible. But in the character construction zone of life, we can be in our 80s and make a decision that we are not gonna get stuck in our ways, that we are going to remain flexible. I'm in my 50s now and I have to say that I am more flexible today than I was 10 years ago. I asked my son about that the other day. I was like, do you feel like, because I felt like I was, and he's like, he verified that I was. So it's not just me up here saying that I am. <laughs> I have proof now. <laughs> and I, you know what that is? That's those new wine in new wineskin moments of our life. I don't know about you, but I want God to renew me. I don't know everything that there is to know. I don't wanna be all judgy about what you're doing. I need to humble myself and say, God, I am flexible in my life. Touch somebody next to you and say, you better get flexible. There's this quote, I love this. It says, oftentimes the greatest hindrance of a new move of God in your life 
is the last move of God. Touch somebody and say, don't get stuck. Got to remain flexible. You know, in my house growing up, in, our t- in my teenage years, my mom and dad are right over here. Uh, my father is extremely flexible, like just go with the flow kind of guy. And he owned his own business, so it allowed him to be that way. But in my household growing up, I understood what living flexible was like. My dad would come home and he'd say, hey, we're going to the lake. We're leaving in 30 minutes. We need to get moving. And we knew that when he said that, that we would be gone for two days or we could possibly be gone for two weeks. So we better go prepared because we just never knew because we were very flexible. In fact, when Brad and I first met, we met at Oral Roberts University and my dad decided that they are going on this fun trip to Florida for a few months. So he calls me and he says, hey, you want to go to Florida with us for a few months or you can stay in college? And I thought, hmm, college and schooling or Florida. I think I'll go to Florida for a few months and just have some fun. And so I, within a few days, checked out of Oral Roberts University. Like, who does that, right? <laughs> it's like, and I used to think that that was just normal, that everybody lived this flexible, go-with-the-flow kind of life. And then I got married. <laughs> and I had kids. And then there's this whole new word. I'm not even sure I can pronounce it right. It's called structure. <laughs> and at first, I resisted structure. I'm like, how? this is so not fun to live a structured life. I like the, the ability to be flexible in my life. Woo, it's way more fun. <gasps> and I realized, you know what? Structure and flexibility, they're not rival enemies. They actually work quite beautifully together. See, discipline brings structure, but flexibility makes structure sustainable. And so you may be in this structure, 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 and in this season that we are in right now, you are getting a crash course in what it looks like to be flexible. Anybody there? (laughs) Like, whoa, this is messing up with my schedule. This is messing up with my projections. But God is calling us to be flexible so that we can bend and not break. There's beauty in both. And here's the part that I love most about the palm tree. The real life-changing part about the palm tree is this, that when the strong winds blow, the root system actually stretches out and grows stronger It's not weakened by the storm, but it's actually strengthened by the storm. Come on, we're to flourish like the palm tree. That means when the storm hits our life, we're just getting stronger, baby. (laughs) And it reminds me of the story of the children of Israel. They're being held in captivity. They're in Egypt and the Egyptians are hard on them. And in Exodus 1, 12, It says this, that the more that the Egyptians oppressed the children of Israel, the more that they multiplied and expanded. They were flourishing in a difficult situation. How many of you feel like you're flourishing in life's difficult situations? Actually, let me say it this way. How many are are ready to start flourishing in life's difficult situations? Touch the person next to you and say this. You better watch out because I'm coming out of this stronger. 
coming out stronger than ever. Are y'all saying that? <laughs> it's good confessions for y'all. That's why I like to make y'all say stuff. It's good confession for you to speak that over your life. My, the second thought this morning on living a life that's willing to be interrupted is we have to re choose to release what is in our hands. In Matthew 16, 24, in the Amplified, Jesus says to his disciples, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, take up my cross, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come. Doesn't that sound like the season we're in right now? We're enduring whatever may come because some of us, we don't know what that next thing is that's coming. Whatever may come and follow me. Come on, that's a releasing of my plan. And God, I am all in. <laughs> I am all in. You know, we had this trampoline in our backyard. We still have one uh, that our grandkids like to jump on. But when our kids lived at home uh, back in the day, that's something that we've always had in our backyard is this trampoline. And uh, we, I always liked it right in the middle of the backyard because I could see what the kids were doing when they were out on the trampoline because my boys are like daredevils, risk takers, and sometimes I have to talk them off the ledge, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. But anyway, um, yeah, they would get on top of the house, and anyway, we won't talk about that. I'm still recovering from the trauma that my kids put me through, or <laughs> my boys. <laughs> they do some, how many of you, how many of you have boys? It can be some, do some crazy stuff. But anyway, that has nothing to do with my story. But so we had this trampoline in our backyard and every time the winds would blow in, kind of like last night, anybody have a major, you know, stuff rearranged in your backyard or the last couple of days? Anyway, this, the trampoline would be, be tossed around and it would need work and Brad would have to re-weld some parts of it or we would end up having to buy, I don't know how many trampolines we ended up buying throughout the years. But I never wanted to move the trampoline because it would be very inconvenient because I could no longer look out my window and see the trampoline. One year we finally decide, guess what? We're gonna move the trampoline. We're gonna put it in a place that's more protected so it'll quit being damaged. I decided I was willing to endure the inconvenience of this thing. But you know what? How often does God come in and move things in our life because he wants to do a work in our heart, begin to change stuff and he moves some stuff and we're like, oh no, 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 God. Don't move that there. Don't move that in my life. It's inconvenient for me right now. God, don't touch that. But where is our heart that says, God, if you want to move it, move it. If you want to change it, change it. I've had a lot of these conversations over the last few weeks. If you want to rearrange it, rearrange, rearrange my thoughts. Change me, God, from the inside out. Change what I'm hungry after. My life is yours. And we can only live that way when we begin to release what is in our hands. So often we get this white knuckling effect, right? That's when you're hanging on to something so tight, you're, no, you're, you're cutting off the circulation. I mean, you're, you're white knuckling it. Sometimes we are hanging on to the familiar thing, the dead thing. Some of us in this room, maybe we're, you're in this season and you're so tense, so full of fear, so full of anxiety. But this is the word of the Lord for you this morning. And it's take a deep breath, and release. 
Release what's in your hand. It's time to release and have a spirit that says, okay, God, I can't do anything about my stuff getting moved around. This season that we find ourselves in, I can't do anything about it. So God, I choose to release and lean into the stretch. Lean into the stretch that this season seems to be bringing into my life. You know, there was this leadership conference that I went to and this woman was talking about how her son had to go in for counseling because they had made a change. They had moved locations. And he was having to deal with new friendships and all of that. And, and as she began to talk about this illustration of her son getting this counseling and the process that this counselor took her son through, man, it just blew up in my heart. And I thought, how many times when we go through change that we go through this exact same process that I'm fixing to illustrate to you. But so often there's changes that come to our life. Sometimes they're voluntary and sometimes they're involuntary changes that happen. But it all kind of looks the same. We start out here and we're like, this is good. I get this. I understand what this is. This is my normal. This is the way I do life. I can do this all day long. I got this down. But then something happens and whether voluntary or involuntary, we're making some change. And then we go to the next, the next step in the process. And whoa, this is, this is a bit unstable. I don't know. I feel a little bit off right here. Come on, anybody who's been in a situation, I feel a little bit off right here. This is just not quite what it was. I feel a little bit out of balance. And if we'll just stay in the process, then we get to this place that this is completely unstable. <laughs> Come on, my emotions feel like they are all, it's all over the place right now. I'm like, I'm in this unstable environment and I don't know what I'm gonna, I don't know if I'm gonna make it or not. Like this is just the most, I feel so insecure in this space. And what the temptation is, is for us to go back here. I just wanna go back to the normal. I just wanna go back to life as normal. This is what I know. Think about the children of Israel. They face the same thing. They are delivered out of the land of Egypt, out of bondage. And they should be excited about it. But Moses takes them through this process and they hit this place that it is just like, God, what are you doing? Like this isn't easy and they want to go back to life is normal. They wanna go back to this. But if we will just stay in the process, then we get to come to this stage. And it's still not stable. I still feel, but I'm at least better than I was right here. I'm getting this down a little bit better. It's feeling a little bit more like home. It's feeling a little bit more like normal, but it's not that normal. It's a new normal. And then if we'll stay in the process, come on, now we have made it to this new normal, this new wine and new wineskin kind of moment but we don't wanna go back, we wanna move forward. And the truth of the matter is that through this process, there is growth down on the inside of us. We're growing because of this. And so often we think, oh, well, I'll be doing good in life if I only have to experience this whole process one time in my life. But the reality of it is if you are growing and you are moving forward in your faith and you are moving forward into everything God has for you, you will experience this over and over and over and over again. 
But we have to be willing to bend and not break. We have to be willing to release what is in our hands and say, God, I am ready for everything that you have for me. I'm willing to go through the unknown and through the uncomfortable processes of stretching. I don't know about you, but I, there's times I don't like to be stretched. It's uncomfortable when I get stretched. It gets me completely out of my, I love comfort zones, right? I can do comfort zone all day long, but that's not where God uses us the most because there is an on the spot anointing and you will only find the on the spot anointing as you begin to get in as places like this right here in the middle. This is unscripted. This is unrehearsed. I don't know how it's going to come out on the other side, but I'm going to lean into the on the spot anointing that we can have. You know, for me, I'm very structured in my study time before I get up and minister. I mean, I pour over it and pour over it and pour over it. And so much so that it drives my husband crazy sometimes. <laughs> anyway, I told on him. But, but in this season that we've been in, you know, we've had to do um, live Facebook stuff and, and um, real podcast and those things. And I have always wanted to be so scripted but there has been an on-the-spot anointing that has been forced upon me. And had I not been willing to just go through the process, I would have never tapped into something that God had for me. Come on, are we willing to be inconvenient? Say, I'm releasing. My final thought is this, is don't underestimate resiliency. Don't underestimate resilience in your life. Psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity, in the face of trauma, tragedy, or significant sources of stress. They call it the ability to bounce back after difficult experiences. How well do you bounce back after you've hit a wall? How well do you bounce back after you've walked through a difficult situation, after, you, after you've walked through trauma or a hard time? David had resiliency. In 1 Samuel 30, I don't have time to go in and read the whole story, so I'm trying to close out, but this is the story of David and his mighty men, and they are in a winning season. They are winning battle after battle after battle. I mean, they are level 10 warriors. I don't know about you. Maybe some of you here this morning, you felt like you were at a level 10 season of life, that you were in a winning season of life before all of this hit and then things got shut down and you're like, God, I don't know what it's gonna look like on the other side of this. This has just halted everything. And this is the, the mighty men and David, you know, they're in that season of really winning and, and they come home, they're tired, they've been fighting, they've been in war and they won this battle and they come home and they just wanna relax and enjoy their families. But they come home and their kids are gone and their, their wives are gone and their homes have been burnt down to the ground and something breaks within these mighty men that day. These aren't weak men, these are men of war, these are men of battle but something breaks down on the inside of them. And the Bible says that they wept until they could not weep any longer. 
I don't know if you've ever been through something, you're just like, I am so spent in this season. I am so spent emotionally in this moment. I don't know what, if I can come out the other side, I'm just undone in this moment. And this is these mighty men. This is in this, in this moment of their life. And they, I, I, let me just say this, that it is not a lack of faith for us to have feelings I think sometimes in Christianity, we try to make people not have feelings sometimes. You just need to, and you just need to, and I am a person that loves the victory side, but there are times that you've got to feel it. If you want to get over it, come on, me as a woman, I have to get it out. And as I'm getting it out, I'm processing my emotions in that moment, so then I can get over it. But if I'm just in this zone, well, I I can't feel this thing. I can't feel this thing. I get immediately try to bypass it. At some point, I will re-experience it again. So it is so important. We got to walk through the process of healing. We got to walk through the process of this. And these men, they have wept until they couldn't weep anymore. They went through the full process of weeping in this moment, in this story And they're ready to kill their leader. In verse six, it says, now David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved. And it says, but David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. One translation says, David encouraged himself in his Lord. He couldn't depend on anybody else to encourage him because they were all wanting to stone him. He was isolated Come on, some of us have been isolated over the last month and we've had to encourage ourselves in the Lord. How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? We rehearse our past victories. I can imagine for David, it sounded like, hey, I've killed a lion and God, you helped me kill a bear. And God, you helped me take down Goliath. God, you're the one that anointed me in this season. You're the one that's given me strength to fight every battle that I've ever been in. I don't know what your victory chant is like, but we all have a victory chant. We all have a past victory. We all have things that he's caused us to come through victorious. If it hadn't been for Jesus, where would you be? What's your victory chant? You say, I'm desperate for encouragement. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Get your victory chant on. Woo! Be your best cheerleader in that moment. Another way we encourage ourselves is we remember that we are under divine protection. Do you really think you've made it as far in your life as you have because you have such a great ability to protect yourself? Think of all the things that could have happened, that should have happened, that would have happened if it hadn't been for God watching over your life. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus that you can plead over your household, he's the one that causes us to come through every situation. It's not our own best abilities. It's not our own best interest. The word says that he has given his angels charge over us. And that they'll lift us up lest we even dash our foot against a stone. That's how you've made it this far. Don't give yourself a pat on the back. You've made it this far because of God's divine protection over your life. We have to remind ourselves who our God is. 
He's able. He's our way maker. He's our miracle worker. He's our strength. He is our hope. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Jehovah Nisi, our victory banner. He's the one that causes victory. He's Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. He's Jehovah Shalom, our peace. He's Jehovah Shammah, the very present God in your time of trouble. He's present with us through everything that we've walked through. You are not alone. He's our present God. And he is Jehovah Rapha, our healer. That's he he is. That is his name. It is a provision that he has for our life. And David, after he encourages himself in the Lord, in verse eight, it says, David asked God, God, shall I pursue the troop that took all my stuff? Shall I overtake them? And God answered this. And this is a word for some of us today. Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, you will recover it all. You're going to recover it all. We're going to recover it all in our finances. We're going to recover it all in our families. We're going to recover it all in our church. And David caught up to the Amalekites, the ones that had taken all of his stuff, and they're having this huge party with all of his stuff. And David looks at it and he's like, I don't think so. He annihilates the Amalekites and he gets back. The word says he got it all back. Every last thing that the enemy had taken, he got it all back. And then some. Because he looks around and he sees all the stuff the Amalekites had. (laughs) They had a bunch of stuff too, but they're all dead now. So not only did he recover all his stuff, but he got all their stuff too. He came out better after the attack than he did if he would have never even went through an attack. Listen, God's about to turn some stuff around for your good. Do you believe it? Do you believe God's gonna turn some stuff around for your good? He's turning it around this morning. He's turning it for your life. I want you to stand with me this morning. If you receive this word, he's turning some stuff around. Listen, this is a message to build your faith for the next season that you are are gonna walk into. We want everything that God has for us. We're allowing our faith to be stirred up, to be built up. I think sometimes that our faith gets depleted and we need to hear about the goodness of God. We need to hear that he is for us, that he is not against us, that he is fighting for us. Can you see the things that he has for you? Maybe the vision for 2020 has shifted a little bit, but it looks a little bit different. But are you willing to lean into the stretch? Are you willing to bend a little bit and say, okay, God, I can't do anything about all of this stuff, but I can put my faith and my hope and my trust in you, God, in this moment. And maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you're on that green ball right there. You're in this process and you're like, it is uncharted territory. It is the unknown. God, I just don't know how. I don't even see a way out of this situation. If that's you here this morning, I want you to raise your hand. We're gonna declare some things over you this morning. I see your hands. I see them. Thank you, Father. Listen, I gotta speak some truth into you right now in this this moment because the truth is, is that you were born to walk through this season. 
And the word says that if you just have a, a mustard seed kind of faith, that's just an itty bitty teeny weeny. You just have to have a little bit of faith. And now you've given God something that he can work with because he can move a mountain with your little bitty faith. He can change an impossible situation to something very tangible and very possible if you just give him what you got. So let's just receive what he has for us to receive in this moment. I don't know what you came in here with. I don't know how, how your mindset was when you walked in this room this morning, but I know God wants to do a work in us individually this morning. So lean into God, what are you saying to me this morning? Father, for those that are experiencing pain in their bodies, God, we speak healing in Jesus' name. Father, for those that are in a place of torment, for those that there, it seems like there is no rest, Father, we thank you for your peace this morning, your peace to come settle down in some homes and some situations. We speak peace to that storm right now in the name of Jesus. And God, we declare you are working it out. Your hand is upon it. We may not see it. We may not sense it. But God, your hand is causing all things to work together for our good. God, we allow you to build some stuff on the inside of us. We allow you to do a work on the inside of us to strengthen us so that we can stand in every storm. And God, we just pray over each of us that, Lord, that we will be people that will bend and not break. That our root system goes deep. That we're not shallow Christians. But when the tough get going, woo, we stand up on the authority of the word of God. We speak the truth of the word. We don't allow our emotion to dictate to us where we're going. We speak to the storm. And God, this morning, we release what's in our hands. It wasn't ours in the first place. We say, God, you got it. 2020 looks a little different than I thought it was. God, you got it. You love me. You got it. God, we thank you. We are bouncing back. We're recovering all and then some. In Jesus' name, I declare that. I prophesy that over you this morning. If you receive that as a declaration over your life, say amen. amen. You receive it. Listen, when life throws at you interruption moments, I'm sure this is the first of many <laughs> that you've experienced in your life that through this, this big interruption that we've had, I know you've had to walk through more, but just remember in these interrupted moments of our life, don't give up, don't give in, don't quit. Give a little bend, get back up on your feet again, roll up your sleeves, say, okay, God, we got this. I'm ready for the new normal. I'm ready for everything that you have for me. I'm not going back to the old way. I'm, I'm embracing all that you have for me and we will flourish like the palm tree. And in the words of T.D. Jakes, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. He's about to do an amazing work in us and through us. Your best days are ahead of you. Your best 2020 is ahead of you in Jesus' name. 
Thanks again for listening. We hope that this message inspires, challenges, and fuels you up to take a real Jesus to a real world. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, please feel free to go online to harvestenid.com and click the giving option. We can't wait to share another message with you next week.